In this week's episode, we're talking Star Wars as the countdown to Episode 9 begins. We've got the final trailer, final poster, and final ticket sale of the Skywalker Saga. What the heck is happening in that trailer? Who's the real enemy? What does it all mean? Is Star Wars dead like so many people would have you believe? We'll just have to wait and see. Also, Bantastic is back to disappoint. Frozen 2 gets a sneak peek. Maleficent review and more on this Reborn episode of the Mousepire podcast. I'm Anthony. I'm Diggs. Welcome to Mousepire, your source for Star Wars, Disney, and everything in between. This is the podcast where both empires collide. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Mousepire podcast. What's going on? Uh oh! The apprentice What is this? You best start believing in ghost stories, Miss Turner. You're in one. Think of me, Harley Joe. You never had a friend like me. Some imagination, huh? <laughs> Made you look. It's an instinct. Feeling. The force brought us together. We're not alone. Good people will fight if we lead them. People keep telling me they know me. No one does. Taking one last look, sir, at my friends. Confronting fear is the destiny of a Jedi. Your destiny.
Yeah. <laughs> Star Wars is dead. Is oh, it? Wait, no, that's what they that's what the so-called f- fandom menace not so clever name uh would want you to believe. But uh bre- record-breaking ticket sales. Uh we don't have exact numbers, but uh Adam tickets at least was uh predicting that there was at least almost 50% more tickets sold in the first hour for Rise of Skywalker on Monday than there was for uh, Endgame. And, of course, we know that that crashed everybody's everything. Right, and, right. Uh, So, yeah, that was the trailer that everybody uh, either slogged through that Monday Night Football game and the poor old Jets to watch, or you didn't. Uh, if you uh, actually are smart and you don't, you don't actually have to watch football to see the trailer. Oh, you don't. No, oh. I mean you don't. No, oh, I was watching the game. Yeah, I was going back and forth actually. I mean, I was, I had fantasy things going on for the game, so uh, really that was the only reason to watch the Jets get totally destroyed by oh my God. Uh, the Patriots. I heard he was seeing dead people. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was not cool. <laughs> that was like a super invasion of privacy. I mean, he was mic'd up, but I'm he like, wow, it. wow. Uh, yeah. So, anyways, yeah. So, uh, speaking of uh, Belichick, uh, so the Empire, no, not the Empire, <laughs> uh, the Emperor, aka Belichick. Oh no. Uh, yeah. So that trailer was crazy. I like it. A lot of stuff going on. Uh, still, really have no idea what's going on in that movie. I just feel like that maybe there's like there's like uh, I get the sense that maybe there's like some sort of quest involved, uh, like just them seeming like they're at multiple different places. Uh, I get like a very like uh, kind of uh, and that'll probably turn a lot of people off. But I get kind of a Lord of the Rings thing going on. Like there's kind of all kinds of things that they're like they're searching for things maybe or. I don't know. There's all kinds of things going on because there's all kinds of things going on in there that then uh, there's things you don't see uh, that, you know, are part of the movie, but uh, or things that were you you saw in the first trailer, uh, like we're, n- we're no hucks. Uh, don't know what's going on with him. Uh, hardly you see hardly see the first order. Right. Uh, you see a couple stormtroopers. You see some TIE fighters. Uh you don't see the uh, Knights of Ren in this trailer. Well, you caught a real quick glimpse of them. They're keeping that mystery about the Knights of Ren and whatever their point is. Uh, yeah, there's a lot. I mean, uh, and with the tickets going on sale, we now know what the runtime of the movie is. A hefty two hours and 35 minutes. Uh, so uh, basically between the two trailers we've seen about, we still have about two and a half hours left of the movie to see. Uh, so uh, anybody thinking that you might there might be spoilers there, I don't know about that because, like I said, there's still a lot of hell of a lot of movie to see uh, with that kind of with that length of movie. You could definitely uh, think that there could be like uh, a uh, multiple like layered endings similar to like the ending of Return of the King. Uh, maybe not quite that bad where there's like five endings where you think the movie's going to end and then it just keeps going five times. But uh, this is JJ we're talking about. So, uh, I mean, this isn't just like the ending to like a trilogy 
or something like that. This is the uh, you know the ultimate. This is the ending to uh, basically a nine movie uh, saga. So you hopefully uh, you you want it to be uh, you know there's a lot you got to get in there. So I uh, just gonna unpack a couple things. Uh, we actually that's why you have your suitcase. Yes, that's why I have my suitcase, and I still don't have any pants on. <laughs> but uh, you were the uh, on. Sunday, uh, they released another little teaser thing, and there was a clip of uh, the Millennium Falcon with just a few ships behind it. Just a few. Just a few. Like, as in all of them, <laughs> like the most ships we've ever re- uh, ships we've ever seen, like one shot before. I mean, we thought that that tra- the shot of all the Star Destroyers was crazy. Well, this is a lot of ships. Uh, it seems very dangerous, if you ask me, but I mean. Uh, especially, you know, if Lando's flying, we know what he does to the dish. He might, he's going to knock that dish back off. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that was pretty crazy. Uh, Star Destroyer rising up out of what I thought at first was water. Now, hearing it through the headphones, it sounds like it's breaking through ice. Oh. And it's weird because she had even said something about maybe that it was coming through ice. Or somebody said something about it coming through ice. And... uh I think that may be now, and that may, uh, people I assume were thinking that those were coming out of the same place where the Death Star is, uh, but if it's coming up through ice, then that means it's different. It's maybe more from the place where you see the, the little the little uh, Fortress of Solitude that the TIE Fighter is going towards, because uh, apparently the Emperor is Superman, and he has a Fortress of Solitude, because oh, uh, I'm thinking that that's where the uh, the throne is. Because the ground not looks not Thrawn, the throne. Well, who knows? That yeah, would be great. True. But uh, there's a uh, you know the ground uh, looks almost kind of icy in the scene where Ray is kind of backing up from the from the Emperor, and then there's another shot where Kylo's going across a uh, ground that looks similar. But uh, you know, and maybe his his little uh, Sith fortress is inside of that ice. I don't know. But uh, the, yeah, that shot of the uh, Star Destroyer rising up out of water, ice, whatever it is, looked really cool. Uh, it reminded me of uh, apparently JJ must love having things come up out of ice because there's we're out of out of water because there was a shot of the Enterprise coming up out of water in Star Trek Into Darkness at the mm. beginning uh, that I actually kind of geeked over at the time because I thought it was a really cool shot. And uh, this is a freaking Star Destroyer. <laughs> it's like pretty big too, so it's coming up out of there. But all any of the shots with tons of Star Destroyers. Uh, a cavalry charge across the si- across the top of a star destroyer with weird looking creatures. Uh, that's crazy. I uh, I watch the trailer, you know, and just look at it. You take it in. Then uh, once it was out again, I uh, I watched it, and uh, and the thing that I noticed was the uh, Ray and. Um, Kylo fighting together, that scene. Right. That was kind of like, that right there, you're like, well, what's going on? Why are they fighting together? Yeah, that's why I get the sense that there's got to be like a multi-layered story going on. Because uh, it just seems like that, you know, there's times when they're fighting, but then uh, it seems like that they're somehow they're working together. Maybe like they end up working together to fight the Emperor and then... And then Kylo, Kylo dies. That's, <laughs> that's gonna, Spoilers. <laughs> that's going to be uh, epic. 
I think. If, if that's what they're doing, if both of them are fighting the Emperor, that's going to be epic. Because they seem to be, uh, like, like I said, there seems to be a, uh, an absence of uh, the First Order, like as if maybe the First Order like kind of just uh, either disappears or they stop being like a part of the story, like partway through the movie, like as if they're not even uh, an important part of part of the movie because obviously we get to the part where they're with all the star destroyers that's clearly part of the emperor's entourage right. uh and uh it, it has uh been kind of hinted at and through some uh symbolism in some of the cards on the star wars card trader app uh coupled with comparisons of the throne that we see in the trailer uh there is a new symbol that's being used that represents the sith and uh, of course, we know that those red stormtroopers are referred to as Sith troopers. Right. So uh, there's a th- whole thing where that this isn't necessarily this is like a third faction. You know, you got the resistance, you got the first order. This is actually the star destroyers, the uh, red stormtroopers, the emperor. This is all like a third faction now getting involved, uh, which obviously makes me think that uh, maybe even, and they might even be hiding it. The by not showing the first order, maybe they end up somehow working together. Uh, even the first order ends up having to work together with the uh, uh you know, because that shot with all the ships that could be that could be fake. Maybe that shot is like actually like resistance ships and first order star destroyers all in one shot as a fleet getting ready to attack, you know, the the Sith uh. Or uh, Sith Armada, or whatever it's going to be. I don't know. There's all kinds of interesting things. Uh, anything else? No. Oh, all right. Then. <laughs> cool, 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 cool. Uh, so, yeah, just uh, very exciting. Uh, as we said, tickets uh, went on sale. Uh, I haven't checked back to see if anything has been sold out, but uh, you would assume that at least maybe the first day or two. Uh, there's probably a lot of sold out showings. I got tickets for a Thursday even uh, Thursday evening and uh, Friday evening, uh, one in Dolby, one in IMAX, because my theater was doing. A st- I wanted to see an IMAX first, but my theater was showing their first two showings uh, in IMAX 3D, because you know so many people want to see 3D, right? Anymore. I think Bubba does. <laughs> well, go ahead, Bubba. Let us know how that is. I expect an email then. Uh, so the first two showings were, uh, or the, or I think actually at my theater, they only had one showing at six something and, but it was in 3d and then they had the regular IMAX showing was at one thirty AM. Oh, but you know, uh, she has to work early, so that's obviously not going to happen. So we just saw, Dol- we got Dolby for Thursday night and then, uh, we'll see the IMAX on Friday. So. Uh, just a note for anybody who might be interested. Uh, I, AMC, uh, well, number one, AMC is go, is doing the. Uh, I don't know if they're they're sold out already or if they're even on sale yet. The twenty seven hour uh, marathon <laughs> of uh, movies. Uh, I would love to do it if I could just if it didn't cost that much. I would love to do it just to pop in and see maybe like uh, Empire Strikes Back. Uh, Rogue One, uh, but I don't even know if Rogue One's part of it. If it was, that would have been more of a selling point. Uh, but uh, just pop in and see a few of the movies. Be like, oh yeah, that's cool. Uh, pop in for the end of Phantom Menace. How much is it? I don't know. I haven't. Oh. I haven't checked. They didn't go on sale at the same time as everything else did, so I didn't even look. 
Uh, the thing I liked about it, I think you got a pin, but and it said you get a blanket. <laughs> oh, there you go. You need so, that. So uh, that was kind of cool. Uh, also, AMC. Uh, what I was going to start to say, then I said about that. Uh, AMC is going to be doing the IMAX Sundays thing, where the first four Sundays after the movie comes out, including the first Sunday, they're giving out the uh, the artwork, the print by the same artists that they've been doing since uh, Force Awakens and also uh, Last Jedi. Uh, we talked about it on the podcast because Dan had got one and then gave it to me. And uh, like I said, they've done them since The Force Awakens. Uh, they're really nice prints. Uh, as I said, the first one will be the first Sunday. And uh, that one is of uh, Kylo and uh, Rey on the on the piece of the... Uh, Death Star or whatever it is, uh, fighting in the rain slash waves slash water slash mist <laughs> slash whatever. The uh, So that's cool. Uh, I think that uh, also the AMC is doing the opening day fan event, which is at 5. Uh, that you get a pin. Uh, I mean, I don't know how many people are going to get to go to those kind of things, especially now with, I mean, A-list, you know, you're gonna, you can just see the movie. Uh, any other way so it's like why would you even want to go to those things nowadays so i mean basically at that point you're just paying for the pin or whatever the yeah. hell you get the blanket True. <laughs> so uh so yeah the tickets uh on sale uh the poster came out the poster will be uh you'll see part of it i can't you obviously can't see all of it if you if you haven't seen the poster go look for it i guess uh it'll part of it will be on the episode photo so uh uh, of course, uh, just like with every movie, they uh, have the uh, Force for Change uh, that they uh, are doing every year, every time with all the movies. That's with uh, a charity. Uh, this time, it uh, looks like they're working with a group called First. I don't really know what it means. Uh, something to do with droids and robots. Uh, anyways, uh, there's a video. They'll explain it. Hey, Star Wars fans. Being a part of Star Wars has been a dream come true. Oh, yeah. Flying X-Wings, fighting the First Order. Yes, BB-8, and working with amazing droids. That's why we're here. The next droid we want to work with is yours. There's someone you might recognize to tell you a little bit more. For the last four decades, Star Wars has inspired generations and audiences around the world to imagine the impossible and to find the hero within themselves. That's why this year, Star Wars Force for Change has teamed up with FIRST, the global robotics community that has prepared millions of youth worldwide for their future. Together, we are committed to inspiring kids around the world to be the next generation of innovators. Now, here's an opportunity for you to use your imagination. We welcome you to join our efforts in participating in our Build My Droid contest, and you can win a really cool prize. Your design can be as simple as a doodle on a napkin, which is how BB-8 was imagined, a painting, a drawing, or a sketch on your computer. The winning droid will be in an upcoming Star Wars project. <laughs> That's right. Your droid will be brought to life by Lucasfilm and forever be a part of Star Wars. You can submit your design and learn more about the competition by visiting StarWars.com slash BuildMyDroidContest. Oh, and I almost forgot to mention, if you're selected as the winner of the contest... You'll also win a trip for you and a guest to attend the world premiere of the final film in the over 40-year saga, Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. So good luck, and may the Force be with you. 
Hold still a second. Is that a hat? That's my new droid. Oscar, I think they only accept sketch submissions. Between me and you, I don't think BB-8 appreciated that anyway. So. Yeah, design a droid. Or a hat. Hey, so he says that it's going to be in some upcoming uh, Star Wars thing, I would assume, then. Uh, I mean, if you're just turning it into design, that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be live action. So it could be in, in, in uh, Mandalorian, could be in Resistance, could be in, no, I don't know, some unannounced thing. Maybe even the Clone Wars uh, coming up, seasons coming up to uh, Disney+. Plus. So that's kind of neat. So yeah. uh, start designing, people. If you know how to draw, you ain't got no excuses. Do that shit. <laughs> Told you. All right, so hey, on Thursday... Uh, went to the parks, went with Miles, and we uh, went to go do some Halloween time stuff. We went to go visit uh, Cars Land, because Cars Land is all decked out for Halloween, and it looks really cool. We went on uh, uh, Mater's junkyard, or Graveyard Jamboree. It was pretty cool. It was also pretty packed there. It was really crowded. I was uh, really surprised how crowded it was for a Thursday. I was I I figured that Disneyland will be pretty packed because Thursday was a Halloween party night, so everyone has to go to Disneyland at six o'clock. But I just thought it was way too crowded in the first place. It was just crazy. Uh, we only we waited probably about twenty minutes for Mater, which wasn't that bad. But everything around you know in the park was pretty much packed. Long wait times that you know we're like no nah, we're not we're cool. We don't want to do that, you know. But um, yeah, it was just it was just crazy to to see how many people were there on a Thursday. But uh, we did uh, go over there, chill for a little bit. Uh, then we uh, headed over to Disneyland Park, and uh, we went to go check out the kiosk that we told you about over there in front of the Tomorrowland Theater. They had three uh, machines over there. And uh, they had two cast members there telling you how to, you know, do it, help you out if you needed help. Uh, pretty self-explanatory when you go up to a machine and you, it's kind of like going to ATM, you know. If you don't know how to go to ATM, put your card in and then read what you need to do, then don't even try this. I don't know. So anyway, one thing was I thought was funny was a cast member there and uh, this guy was expecting to get a printed ticket. And the guy said, oh, no, these machines don't do that. And he basically, the guy was like, whoa, whoa what do I do? And the cast member said, take a picture. <laughs> I thought that was funny. But the one thing that was really cool is uh, they had the uh, one other cast member there who had the basically like, the scanners they have when you go to uh, the use your DAS pass. They scan you and make sure you're supposed to be there. They had one uh, cast member with that. And when the line was pretty long, the cast member was using that to uh, give you a fast pass time. This ain't in and out. Well, there you go. There you go. That's probably where they got the idea. Or apparently from. now they're doing that at uh, that chicken place that shall not be named. Oh, okay. So, I mean, I was like, I mean, I know that they had the cap- uh, capability of, to do that with that little machine. So now they're using those little scanner machines to, uh, you know, make the line go a little quicker. They ask you what you want, and they put it in. They scan your ticket. And, and I get animal-style fries, <laughs> uh, chocolate shake. Ooh, that sounds good. The shake does. So, um, yeah, I mean, it wasn't, uh, there was, a, like, uh, a, when I got there, there wasn't uh, a line. 
And then all of a sudden, here comes all these people. And that's when the cast member just decided, oh, let me speed this along. So they, if you guys go there and there's a line, probably you'll well, it's have... it's good that you had there was a line when you were there so that you were able to see them doing that. Yeah, yeah. I was just hanging out there for a while just to see how, you know, it was going. Wristbands? Uh, no, no, wristbands in no. this one. Just uh, scanning your uh, your passport. And, um, yeah, so it went pretty fast. If you're, like I said, if you go there, there's a line, uh, hopefully... They always had the cast member with the scanner thing so they can move the line faster. And if you don't know how to work ATM, then don't even, you know what, just go wait in line. Just go wait in line in the traction. Don't try to get a fast pass. Just go over there and be like, $5. <laughs> <laughs> now, we told you about the Bantastic that's going on right now. I uh, still haven't seen it. I haven't really looked at the parade route to see how many people are lining up, you know, waiting for it. I actually saw a video of it from our friend Winky, who was there when it, it started uh, a few days ago. She went live, so I was watching it, and um, I can tell you this much is not worth waiting to watch the fantastic thing. I mean, they have uh, characters come out in the beginning. I mean, we really didn't need you to verify that. I just, I just, you, we appreciate that you took one for the team. Well, I watched it a video at my house. Well, that's still taking one for the, <laughs> oh, okay. that's still, that's still, how long is it? Uh, two, three, two, two and a half minutes, maybe. All right. The last two and a half minutes, you'll never get back from your <laughs> right, life. Right, right. Uh, I mean, there's just, I mean, that, that's like watching, you know, a lot of, that's like as bad as watching YouTube videos. But the, uh, yeah, at least you took one for the team and now you can let everybody know. You don't have to bother. Yeah, I mean, if you want to watch real quick, you don't have to wait. I mean, just if if it starts at three o'clock or whatever time it starts, just uh, show have, up at three. Show up at, <laughs> at the parade route. <laughs> yeah, show up at the parade route. Check it out and leave. And like they have like the of course they have Mickey and Minnie and and everyone in the beginning. They have the Disneyland band playing, and then they have some other characters. And the characters are not always the same. Because I saw a picture, or I saw the video uh, that uh, Winky uh, posted, and then I saw like the next day I saw pictures of another ones, and the the characters were way different from before. So there's always different characters, but it's really not nothing that you should wait hours for because it's really not worth it. So if you want to see it, just hey, show up when the parade starts. You know, show up in the middle. Show show up in the hub. Now let's just be clear. There's there's absolutely no parade that we advocate waiting hours for. So right, just 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 to get that out of plane. Right, but people do. (laughs) Oh yeah. But I'm just saying, if you have to go watch this, we don't suggest it. Yes, we definitely don't suggest it with this. Just go to the hub and uh, wait to cross. Don't even waste (laughs) two and a half minutes waiting for this. Just (laughs) go up. If you hear it starting, go watch it. But don't go out of your way to go watch it. Exactly. If you're already on the way, go walking that way, and you hear it coming down the street, be like, okay, but walk towards it so that way you're not wasting any time waiting for it. Exactly. So that's my quick little uh, thing about that since I saw the video. We just talked about it longer than the actual thing probably Yes, I think we did. So I think we should move along. We're moving on. Hey, so uh, guess what? We're going to be getting a uh, sneak peek to the sneak peek of Frozen 2, uh, not surprisingly. What is surprising is where it's going to be. I was very, very surprised with that. And I think that that means it's not going to be the usual kind of preview. Right. It's not going to be as long, I'm predicting. Right. Uh, And it obviously isn't going to have effects and stuff, clearly. 
but it, I don't even think it's probably it. Well, it might be a 10. It might be 10 minutes, but I think it's going to be like more of like a just like a more of like a softer scene. Cause you know, how usually. OK, well, just uh, it's going to be at the Hyperion. You're going to have to see basically see the Frozen show in order to see the Frozen 2 uh, sneak peek. Uh, so that's the point is that it's in the Hyperion. So there it's obviously, there's no motion, there's no effects and none of that stuff. So whereas usually they pick a scene that is, uh, that works well with the effects, uh, for when they usually pick their long scene or their long two scenes or whatever they do, uh, they usually pick scenes that have effects. Now that it's going to be here, uh, number one, I'm curious how they're going to show it. Uh, are they going to have a screen that's going to come down or, uh, have you seen the Frozen show? I mean, they have the thing that comes with the projections. And I assume it's going to be just projections. They have that two hundred thousand dollar LED screen, right? Back so they're there. assuming they're just going to put it on there. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, being that there's no effects or anything, it doesn't necessarily not necessarily going to have to be a effects driven scene. Uh, they could pick like a uh, you know just Anna and Elsa talking or or just uh, some you know big exposition scene or something. Uh, so it gives them a little bit more freedom on what they can pick because they don't have to be constrained by, oh, well, this has to be able to have water effects or shaking effects or poking in the butt effects or, <laughs> or whatever the, the case may be, depending on where it is. So, uh, yeah, that's going to be starting on November 3rd. We do have a little uh, uh, small uh, uh, sneak peek or, uh, wait, sneak peek to the sneak peek of the sneak peek? Yes. Okay. Disney's Frozen 2 is going to take you on an all-new adventure unlike one you've ever imagined. We do this together, okay? Excited to see more? Yeah, huh? Well, you're in luck. Be sure to check out all the Frozen fun at Disney Parks, including a special look at the new film at Disney California Adventure Park. And an exclusive sneak peek at Disney's Hollywood Studios Park and onboard Disney Cruise Line. Don't forget to catch Frozen 2 in theaters November 22nd. Yeah. So, uh, like I said, that's going to be at the Hyperion at DCA starting November 3rd, which, by my calculations, is a Sunday, which is an interesting day to start, uh, which means there's going to be no AP preview of the sneak peek. Probably not. Uh, Doubt it. Since, uh, well, I mean, they didn't have one last time for Maleficent, so... Uh, no big shocker. I guess it, it, it's kind of a shocker they're starting it on a Sunday. Uh, they might as well have started it on Friday because that, right. that's the day that Halloween is over, uh, starting over, starting from being over, uh, not Halloween. Uh, so that's interesting. Uh, what's also interesting, I guess, is the fact that uh, it's starting on different days for the different places. I don't know what that means because I believe it's starting on Monday in Florida and then like on Tuesday in Paris or something. Uh, oh. They must have Monday's off in Paris. Uh, I don't know. It might be uh, the time zones. Oh, time zone. Yes, that's <laughs> why. They want it to all start at once. Yeah. That's what it is. It's the streaming. Yes. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, anyways, uh, if you guys uh, can, uh, if you're not too adverse to going to see the uh, the stage show there at the Hyperion, uh, and you guys want to see the little sneak peek of uh, Frozen 2, go check that out. 
just because it's over there doesn't mean there won't be any freebies. Sometimes you never know. Mm. And you never know who might show up. Probably well, nobody. I don't know if I'm uh, going to show up. Jash Gad wouldn't be a shocker. Yeah, I was just thinking that uh, I don't know how many people will go out of the way just to go watch the Frozen show to watch this preview. Right, because this is like a thousand times different than just going into a Sunset Showcase and watching the 10, 12-minute thing and then uh-huh. walking out and you're done. This, you're watching however long this is, plus then the whole show. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I mean, you, you just, you, I mean, I guess you could just watch the thing and then walk out, but that's kind of rude. Rude. Yeah. Rude. Uh, if we were in there and anybody did that, I'd be like, rude. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'll try to go watch it. I'm not sure. I just don't like climbing steps. Yeah, I wish it was on the <laughs> I wish it was on the first, so that way I I already know I'm gonna be there on the first, but uh yeah, so that's lame. But so yeah, go check that out if you uh you won't see Tim there. Uh yeah, then guess what? I don't know. It's Christmas time in the parks. It's Christmas time is here. Happiness and cheer. Something, 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 Notice that there's some snow that started to fall on the castle. I've seen the pictures of the snow, yeah, since I think last week. Uh, I mean, that's no big deal. We know that they start putting the snow on usually mid-October. Uh, so it, that's there's not really much of a shock there. Uh, I like how people always seem very shocked over it. but I like how people always seem very shocked, but I don't know why. And um, they also got a head start on... It's a small world. Uh-oh. Because we were riding the train, and we went by It's a Small World, and you can see all uh, the lighting wires all over. It's already up. Basically, the wires are already up. They just got to screw in the light bulbs, which is probably what they're doing now because uh, Small World is closed for the the overlay for uh, the Christmas time. And uh, so they're probably going ahead and screwing the light bulbs in now and, of course, changing everything inside. And um, that will open up on, what was it, November 8th or something like that, whatever the Friday is. Christmas time is uh, starting in the parks already because not only that is going on, but uh, Christmas merchandise is up. I saw a whole bunch of new merchandise that was posted today. Uh, one of our friends got a backpack, a Mickey Santa backpack, and some ears. They got some new uh, uh, the headband ears that uh, light up that have uh, Toy Story characters on there. Look pretty cool. And a whole bunch of, of course, uh, brand new, a, a brand new Christmas jersey that has, looks like a candy cane writing on it. All this brand new merchandise in the stores already. Uh, in the middle of October. So there you go. If you guys want to do some holiday shopping, hey, you can get your head start over at Disneyland. I'm sure they have it all over the parks and over at World of Disney and downtown Disney. So, hey, Christmas is here. And um, we haven't even got... Get over it. We haven't even got candy yet for uh, Halloween. 
Well, actually, I got some candy already. It's September for Halloween. <laughs> it's true. All of it. Are you hungry? Well, they are. It's time for Fat Time in the Parks. Hey! Fat Time is here, too. Not only is Christmas time, but Fat Time is here. So, yeah, on Thursday, Melz and I got to the parks, and I was, uh, you know, I was hungry. He actually had a uh, short day that day. I picked him up after practice. We headed to the parks, and I know after him running all day long that he was going to be hungry. So we headed over to downtown Disney and uh, headed to the taqueria. Got me the shredded beef uh, quesadilla, which is really good. I highly recommend you trying that shredded beef over there, or as we call it, babacoa. Over at the taqueria is really good. Um, Miles had some um, carnita. Uh, he had carnita nachos, which looked uh, really good. And, um, yeah, so we had that. But later on that night, I was saying, hey, Miles, uh, on the list tonight is some ice cream. So I finally got to try uh, what is called the trick-or-treat Sunday duel that they have over there at Gibson Girl. It's basically when two Sundays collide. <laughs> two Sundays in one. Sour gummy ice cream with raspberry sauce, gummy treats, and fruit candies. And the other half is a chocolate ice cream with hot fudge and pieces of chocolate candy bars. It's over at Gibson Girl, and it's fifteen ninety nine, and it comes in the Mickey sink. Now, I was really intrigued with the the fact that it had sour ice cream, sour gummy ice cream. So I've never tried that before. I know that uh, uh, the Sour Patch Kids just came out with an ice cream that you can get over at, a, I believe, a 7-Eleven. I haven't tried that yet. So I thought maybe there'll be something like that. And um, it was kind of dark. It was, you know, we, we got it at night, so it's kind of hard to see. Uh, what was actually in it on the ice cream, but what it actually is is a sherbet. So you know how sherbet's kind of a sour taste anyway. So it was a sherbet ice cream. Not really sure what flavor it is, but it had a heap loads of gummy sour candies on there, which were really really good. I liked it. Miles tried it. He did not like the sour ice cream at all. He wasn't having it. He said it was. A unique combination, but he did not like the sour ice cream part. He did eat some of the gummies. He liked the gummies, but he mostly ate the chocolate part, which I didn't get much of the chocolate part. The chocolate part did have, like I said, chocolate candies on top, like um, Reese's peanut butter cup and like some, looks like some Snickers type of candy bar. I mean, they have some good stuff on that side too, but I already had a little taste of it because he was... uh, eating that side and I was eating the sour part I liked it um, if you guys uh, like uh, sherbet ice cream then you're not going to mind having this I like sherbet ice cream I like chocolate ice cream I've never had sherbet and chocolate together so that's kind of a weird combination to have if you guys ever have any type of gummy candy and it's cold you know how that is when you're trying to eat a gummy candy when it's cold it's hard to chew yes so when you're like, uh, when you get a spoonful of the ice cream, and you try to eat it, and there's a gummy inside, I eat. Yeah, it's kind of hard to chew. So if you guys get that, uh, think about that and be careful, especially if it's at night since it's colder. 
Uh, don't want to chew to break your teeth on it, trying to chew it really quickly. Of course, if it's a daytime and it's been pretty hot during the days uh, this week, it's going to melt and it's probably not going to be as, uh, you know, cold and, you know, difficult to chew. But um, I liked it. I would definitely, I would get this again. Maybe if I was going to give the sink to someone else, because I really don't want the sink. I already have one. I don't need another one. I actually gave the sink to Miles to give to his mom because she wanted one. I wish they would just sell this regularly without having to get the sink because that's why it's so much. Like I said, it's fifteen ninety nine. I would rather just have a bowl of it, not have to have a whole similar sink to go. Uh, it does have whipped cream on top. I don't think as much as uh, the funnel cake that Anthony doesn't like all that whipped cream on top. But I liked it. I thought it was pretty good. I uh, highly recommend you trying this. If you don't mind paying the price for it and get your similar sink if you haven't got that yet. I'm not sure if they still have the Minnie Mouse sink yet. And I did mobile order this. So that, uh, you guys, if you guys uh, go to Gibson Girl, you know it's a long line just to wait for ice cream. So definitely mobile order this. And you just, you know, you know how it works. You just pass everyone in line and say, losers, and get your ice cream. Still want to try that uh, wedding cake for from the uh, haunted mansion? Yeah, you keep saying that. Well, uh, there's uh, I'm you know I gotta put things on the list and I gotta you know check it twice. Besides that, I just I can't have it all at once. Which one of those is naughty, and which <laughs> one is nice? Um, I'm gonna say chocolate ice cream is nice and sour is naughty. <laughs> but yeah, I gotta you know I gotta I got time. I have until uh, Halloween to get there. Then again, maybe they'll still have it after Halloween, but I'm not going to wait that long. I will probably, in the next time in the park, head for that one next uh, so I can cross that off my list and let everyone know how that is. I know it's a cream cheese type of cake. I'm not looking forward to it, but I do want to try it. Hey, so uh, in a uh, story that we will file as stupid... (laughs) We got word last week through channels, the usual channels from Walt Disney World, that uh, they had decided, due to whatever reason or complaints, to change the Star Wars-fied names in for all the food in Docking Bay 7 at uh, in uh, Black Spire Outpost. So uh, that included, like, the Kadu Ribs, the uh the the tip yip which i talked about having last time uh and other things uh basically everything that had a star wars name they had changed it to basically saying what it was so in other words uh the uh, the kadu ribs became uh you know pork ribs or whatever the hell they are so yeah anyway so like i said the uh what's called the uh, the braised shack roast then became the beef pot roast. The uh, kadu ribs became smoked pork ribs. The yob shrimp noodle salad just became the shrimp and noodle salad. The tip yip salad just became a roasted chicken salad. And the most baffling one of all, the uh, roasted indoor or the uh, fried indorian tip yip, which I had and told you guys about, uh, was renamed to simply Fried Chicken. <laughs> now, 
<laughs> uh, I'm gonna take a couple different layers because then there's the ultimate, uh, uh, you know, joke at the end is uh, to start with the uh, first layer of. First of all, I'm gonna address the the uh, the tip yet because uh, fried chicken is not what that is. Uh, you saw what I had. Yeah. Uh, when someone says fried chicken, because uh, first I'm going to address this, and then I'm going to address the hypocrisy of this uh, once we establish what fried chicken is. So we're going to go into an entomology of fried chicken real fast. Whoa, whoa. Uh, so uh, as someone who does not eat chicken but is well-versed in food, when you hear fried chicken, what does what do you think what do you if you say fried chicken on a menu what do you think you're gonna get kfc okay kfc uh plaza yes uh, chicken churches popeyes fried freaking chicken Eh, that's funny fried freaking chicken (laughs) Uh, fried chicken you know pieces of chicken that have you know a coating and then has been then fried which is what this is not, is not fried chicken. This is what is basically a uh, baked chicken loaf, I would say. It's like a baked chicken loaf, uh, basically, because uh, it's not actual like a piece of piece of chicken. It's like a chicken that's been kind of made into like almost like a, uh, well, loaf. Well, yeah, it's like, like a meatloaf. Like a meatloaf, but with chicken. chicken, but it's just chicken. There's no other thing. There's like some green stuff in it or something. But it's a loaf, and then it's been basically had some sort of breading put on, like a light breading put on it, and then it's been baked. Even though it says it's a fried Indorian tip yip, it's not really, I don't think, it, it may be fried because that may be how it comes, and then they throw it in and they flash fry it or something. But it's not fried chicken when you think about fried chicken, which brings us to the whole point of the thing, was that they claim that they changed the names because people were getting confused by the Star Wars names, as opposed to somebody seeing fried chicken on the menu and thinking, oh, I'm going to get some pieces of fried chicken. Because that's not what you're going to get. You're going to get a baked or flash fried chicken loaf. So if their whole point was to avoid confusion for those people that don't know how to read then they failed miserably because now they have made it even more confusing by going literally that it said fried in Dorian Tip Yip to going to fried chicken, which it's not really fried chicken. So you've, you, you played yourself, Walt Disney World, you played yourself because the amount of complaints that you're going to get for people who said, well, I thought I was getting fried chicken. Right. As opposed to the complaints you got... I can't read the menu, <laughs> even though it says right underneath what exactly it is. Now, I'm going to get to the, the ultimate, uh, you know, uh, punchline, because from what I heard, they've now backtracked this and they're not and they've changed the names back. <laughs> According to what I saw on a stupid uh, certain stupid site that we refuse to mention, but we hate. Uh, they claim that Disney has now backtracked this now that i don't think they had completely changed all of the signs in the park but they had changed the uh uh where the mobile ordering and the menu online and stuff like that and uh, and apparently 
uh, as of yesterday or whenever it was I saw this, that they had backtracked. They had even apparently printed new menus because as of yesterday, the people were being told that there were no menus to be available, that the Empire or the uh, First Order had confiscated their menus, and they even had a whole story to go with why they didn't have menus. Because uh, apparently they had gone so much so far as to pre-print new menus with the uh, without the Star Wars names. But now they have backtracked. Uh, I don't know if it's because of uh, people not knowing what that fried chicken is not fried chicken, or if it's because they got so many complaints of people changing the name more than... But Disney isn't usually one to react to uh, complaints, so uh, it's very surprising if this is true that they have backtracked on it or what their excuse would be that they probably would never give. So uh, it's hilarious. It's stupid. It's... uh, You know, it's even more stupid. You know, it's even... uh, more ridiculous is the fact that there were actually people defending Disney ta- changing the names. Uh, they're probably uh, on a Venn diagram. There's probably an overlap with those same people that always defend Disney uh, when we talk about uh, when they talk about costumes, rules, and shit like that. Uh, like I said, on a Venn diagram, that's probably an overlapping circle <laughs> with the people who uh, complain uh, who side with security on <laughs> on uh, costume. Uh, regulations because right. uh, there's always those people oh they're doing a good job blah 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 well you're stupid well stupid what was that you're stupid <laughs> stupid what the hell is stupid i started to have an accent <laughs> uh so yeah so that was uh that uh that you probably hadn't heard that they had supposedly backtracked no i so, didn't hear that uh yeah i had seen that yesterday i real quick on the fried and doria tip yep it says here that it's crispy chicken. Right. So just that's what their description is, crispy chicken. It doesn't say it's fried chicken. Just it's a fried Andorian, you know. Right. But the signs that they changed it to in Florida, was when they changed it, say just said fried chicken. And I'm like, well, it's not fried chicken. I mean, uh, having had it, I could definitely attest that it's not fried chicken. So, yeah, we'll just have to see what happens with that. I saw somebody made uh, the perfect joke about it. It's breaking. Star Wars Hotel installs windows due to guests' confusion of believing they are, in fact, in space. What? No, it's a joke. Oh. Because that's the type of thing that the, the oh. whole... Oh, if they can't even read a menu, you know. <laughs> you know like right, a, right. <laughs> That's funny that you actually thought that that was something that they would do. See, now it's so ridiculous, the things that they would ba- they've backtracked on that anything you tell and you say anything and and it's uh, ridiculous and it sounds like something they would actually do kind of like the Trump administration hey all right so um a movie came out this last weekend that wasn't Star Wars no uh but it was a Disney movie uh there was no Star Wars trailer with it no it wasn't uh there was an old Mulan trailer oh really yeah oh you didn't see it in IMAX oh no oh, okay that's why uh, I think they were kind of short on IMAX trailers to put with it. So there was uh, the old Mulan trailer, uh, Ford versus Ferrari, which, you know, because, you know, nothing says Maleficent like uh, a racing movie. Right. Uh, so, yeah. So Maleficent, right? That's what we're talking about, right? Uh, yes, we were talking about Maleficent, uh, Mistress of Evil, uh, the sequel to the uh, movie from... Uh, 
2014, I believe it was, was when the first movie came out. Now, I did not see the first movie when uh, it came out. In fact, I did not see the first movie until about uh, a few days ago. <laughs> uh, literally like the day before we went and saw the movie. The second movie, uh, I just want to say real quick a few words about the first one. I thought it was really good. Uh, it was. Uh, I could see why they were able to believe that the whole uh, live-action remake thing was working. Uh, a lot of people, I don't know for whatever reason they have, didn't like that movie. Uh, a lot of people didn't like this movie either, but we'll get to that. Uh, but uh, I just I thought the first movie was really well done. The additions to the uh, the mythos, uh, the expansion of her character to being not necessarily the bad person, I liked because uh, sometimes there's nothing better than you know a uh, misunderstood villain. Uh, sometimes a villain is a villain is a villain. Kylo. Oh, sure. sorry. Did I say that out loud? <laughs> uh, and then sometimes a villain is just misunderstood. Because, I mean, as far as, you know, in the Disney version of uh, Sleeping Beauty, there is really no reason for her to be evil. She's just evil. She just is. Uh, so I guess, you know, giving them that enough of a leeway to be like, well, maybe if she's not really evil... You know, maybe it's just a matter of just her protecting what's hers, you know, and obviously, uh, you know, man being man is obviously another a commentary on, uh, you know, what man is capable of against nature. It was kind of a commentary on that, too. Uh, so I liked it. So let's bring us to the to the new one uh, with uh, two great actresses going head to head. They get a couple of really great scenes together. Or a head to horns. Head to horns. Uh, although you could say that one deserved to have horns, too. Because uh, so, she was really bad. But uh, right. So, yeah, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer and Angelina Jolie going head to head. Uh, Angelina Jolie was uh, great in this movie, just as she was in the first one. Uh, it's a role that she was born to play, clearly. Uh, she just she brings so much uh, energy and excitement to the role. Uh, and, uh, you know, if anybody knows anything about the story of the production of these movies, that you would know that none of them would have been made if it was even for her. Because uh, uh, she's been on board with uh, the whole Maleficent, wanting to be Maleficent since way back when uh, uh, Tim Burton was originally supposed to direct the first uh, Maleficent movie. So she goes back to way before that. None of the movies would have even been made if it wasn't for her. They probably wouldn't even have gotten the sequel if it wasn't for her wanting to do it. So uh, she she definitely brings that energy, that interest to the role uh, that you know that she it's a you know it's a role that's uh, obviously she enjoys playing. Well, uh, real quick, um, Miles and I went to go watch this movie, and uh, it was supposed to start at like four fifteen or something like that, and I think they forgot that there was going to have a movie because uh, we went into uh, the theater and it was completely dark, like dark, dark, no, uh, uh, nothing on the screen, not even the little music they have playing on the, uh, going on. There was like two other people in there and uh, there was just like, it was completely dark. Like, uh, you know, we're going to have like a, a Freddy Krueger come out or something. But uh, so anyway, it started getting filled up. People started coming in. 
and it was 4.15, and nothing was going on yet. Still no music or anything, and it was kind of weird. So we didn't get uh, much, uh, too many trailers. When it finally came on, I think we probably got two, and then it started. So I thought that was interesting. I thought maybe, hey, they forgot about us or something. <laughs> I I did like the movie. It was uh, pretty cool. I, 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 I liked the effects in there. I think the effects were awesome. Uh, I think a little bit of the story dragged a little bit, you know. When she's at the Dark Fae place, there is some drag there. Yeah, yeah. They didn't really explain, you know, there's a lot of flying around and just kind of showing off cool-looking things. Yeah. Uh, They could, you know, where they could have just... uh, went straight to, you know, him explaining who they are right. to her and all that. So, yeah. Uh, the scene where uh, she goes and meets uh, his parents, and uh, that's the scene they showed at uh, California Adventure. That's the scene, and then she was like... Oh, the, the, the table? Yes. Oh, that's the scene they showed? Yeah. Wow, they-, they wasted, like, one of the best scenes in the whole movie then on the... That's what I was telling you. That's what I was telling you that she was trying to be nice and everything until she just let it go. So that was yeah, I agree. That was probably one of the best scenes in the movie. But yeah, I, I thought some of it dragged a little bit, but the, the whole ending, the whole end part of the movie was really intriguing. It was cool, um, kind of predictable a little bit, maybe with uh, this the you know what was going on. Don't want to give things away if you guys haven't seen it yet. But I, I, I think the ending was the best. And um, Maleficent at the end was awesome. What she turned into was really cool. I was like, oh, that's pretty tight. And uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it, was, it was good. It was good. It was a good movie. I liked it. Do you think that what happened to her at the end was, do you think that that was because maybe there might have been people who complained that she didn't turn into the dragon in the first one? Probably. That instead it was Diavol that turns into the dragon. Probably. So that was a way for them to make up for that by having her become what she became. That was what I thought. I was like, oh, well, this was, I guess, maybe for those people that complained that she didn't become the dragon. Although I liked her turning Diavol into the dragon, just as like I turned, liked him turning into the crow, the raven bear or whatever. <laughs> that was really cool. Bear with a raven's beak, which <laughs> looked really creepy and weird, but that was cool. Uh, I just uh, there's a few things I just wanted to yeah. The I thought the movie was really good. Yes, there were parts that dragged. Uh, the, I thought that the scene, uh, the meeting scene, the dinner scene, was one of the best scenes in the movie. Uh, dialogue-wise and acting-wise. Uh, it's interesting that they blew that and had, had that scene in the uh, the preview because I, it is one of the best scenes in the movie, so it is weird that they had that they chose to put that. So it's like, usually you don't want your best scene to be in a preview, but uh, uh, the uh, the action at the end was, uh, was good. Uh, there was maybe a little bit, it could have been toned down a little bit more just for story. Uh, because it just seemed a lot of re- repetition in some of the battle. Uh, but I mean, if you were to have put that into like a Lord of the Rings movie, 
Uh, it was it just it it holds up with some of their minor, you know, battles in that, uh, just in the amount of stuff that's going on, and uh, it it was just really cool. The uh, the concept of the movie, which uh, I don't seem like a lot of people are just kind of just complaining about the movie and saying that the movie doesn't really have any kind of uh, good story, where I would. 100% disagree that it doesn't have a good story. I think it has a 100% topical story. Uh, to me, it has a very, and I don't know if you'll understand this uh, reference, but it has a very, uh, and I've said it to uh, other people, was that it has a very uh, look who's coming to dinner or guess who's coming to dinner uh, type of story to it. If you break it down, uh, guess who's coming to dinner was an old movie with Sidney Poitier where a white girl brings home the, the black man that she wants to marry to the the upper-class white elite. And you can m- probably imagine how that played out for, right. like, uh, what, uh, late 50s, early 60s right. or whatever. Uh, some of that same vibe, and it's even there's even a joke made by Chekhov uh, referring to that movie uh, is actually, and this is a weird one for me to compare, but it is uh, Star Trek VI, which was the uh, the whole story of that movie was based on basically a lot of allegory for uh, not only the uh, you know the guess who's coming to dinner the uh, the the uh, discrimination against uh, you know an interracial type thing, but also the whole concept of uh, making peace because uh, uh, Star Trek Six's story was an allegory for the uh, the bringing down of the Soviet Union. And uh, what happened with them? Because uh, even at the at the beginning of the movie, a planet explodes, which is basically the equivalent of their Chernobyl, which then causes uh, things repercussions throughout the Klingon Empire that causes the Klingon Empire to have to ask for peace with the Federation because of what's happening with this planet exploding. A la uh, Soviet Union ended up having to break up and becoming peaceful with the West because of Chernobyl and the effects and the, uh, the backlash of that. So there's a lot of allegory there. And I think there's a lot of allegory in this movie with the, uh, the whole concept of, uh, you know, the, uh, you know, certain people want to make peace with the, uh, the creatures from Maleficent's realm, AKA, uh, Obviously, we haven't even talked about Aurora, who's grown up and now is, uh, or grown up more, and she's the queen of the uh, the Moors, where all the magical creatures are. Uh, but, uh, you know, there's people that want to make peace between the magical creatures and man and stuff like that. But uh, just as in, like, in Star Trek Six or in real life, there's always going to be sex, like the military types or the uh, warmongers, uh, so to speak, that are going to be the ones that don't, they don't want peace because they think that there's more of an advantage to always being at war or trying to keep down other people uh, for the sake of your own country or for the sake of your own patriotism or whatever you want to call it. Uh, so there's a lot of that going on in there as well as if you really think about like the, uh, the dark phase in their situation, they've been pushed out of every single place they've lived to one place. What does that remind you of? Like Native Americans I was gonna say that who right have been now. pushed out of all their lands by wh- white people, and now they're lit stuck in reservations, uh, similar to how the Dark Fae want to live there, but they want to get out and maybe live 
someplace else where they could be at peace, but they can know they can't be at peace even in the Moors because the the you know because the the uh, man, aka the white people, want to take over the Moors too. So uh, it's kind of that kind of situation where you have a lot of different kind of things that you know you have uh, you know ideas of uh, you know peace or war at all cost or uh, immigration or uh, imperialism and all those kind of themes that I took out of that movie. Uh, maybe I'm just thinking too much about it. But those are all the kind of things that I took out of that movie where I'm like, well, I don't think it's that bad of a movie because there's all these things you can take out of it. Good point. And um, for those of you who celebrate uh, Thanksgiving, thinking that the Indians were sitting down at dinner with the pilgrims, uh, no, they weren't. Pilgrims celebrated their harvest and didn't care about Indians. <laughs> if anything, the Indians were, or the Native Americans were probably celebrating some uh, white people they probably killed. <laughs> as they should have been. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah, I thought the movie was really good. I thought it was uh, better than a lot of people said. Unfortunately, the movie didn't do well at the box office. It did about uh, 10 to... 15 million or something like that, less than what they expected. They got only, I think, 38 million or something like that over the weekend. They were hoping for at least 40 something. Uh, the only thing positive about the movie, I guess you could say, is that at least it beat Joker by a few million dollars. Oh, okay. So, all those people that were predicting that Joker would beat Maleficent, well, sorry. All right. So, that's going to uh, segue right into uh, the emails because i believe our first email is a review of maleficent yes it is by miles oh and um i think that uh he needs to actually listen to this podcast after what you just said how what you what you took from the movie all right so his is this is his review maleficent mistress mistress of evil is a movie that is extremely forgettable it has no glaring flaws but the character design could be slightly less reminiscent of my nightmares. Despite this, I found myself extremely bored while watching, and only for the sake of the review, I felt no connection to the characters at all, and despite good efforts, Maleficent Mistress of Evil was extremely dull, and in my book, a 6 out of 10. It sounds like he needs to go work for, I believe it was the Washington Post or somebody. I read a review of the movie, that mentioned uh they number one they had kind of a misleading headline because they uh they mentioned uh, they made a joke or something about Bambi and there being a lot of death in the movie but that we didn't that nobody cares about cuz they're so basically they wrote a whole article about how there's a lot of deaths in the movie but they're all people you don't care about okay i see what you're saying but i don't understand how you can say you didn't care about it either that or you just weren't really paying attention to the movie because i mean by the time the uh, the uh, without giving spoilers the scene in the uh how could, i mean how could you not feel anything for some of the what happens in the scene in the uh the chapel when the things all start happening in the chapel yeah and that the tree guy and one of the three fairies and uh stuff like that starts happening it's like you're going to say that you had no connection to any of those characters? I'm like, at least one of them, or two of them, even the tree people are all, they were all characters introduced in the first movie. So, I don't know. 
I just don't. I don't understand. There's been. I've seen a lot of uh, pessimism and a lot of uh, complaining about the movie and stuff like that. And uh, I just. I don't understand it. I mean, I don't know if this is coming from you know uh, the uh, Scorsese Coppola uh, way of looking at things, but uh, and just another movie that uh, you know people like to like. People like to uh, rest on this narrative that most Disney movies are just forgettable and they're all just like cranking out all these movies that have no kind of real story or anything to it. And but they're not they're they just watch the movie like as if they're they're asleep or they're dead and they uh they just want to pretend like there's nothing there when uh you know it wasn't really hard for me to extrapolate all those things that I said out of that movie. Well um he did give But it- I respect his opinion because that because we're people. And that's what people do is they respect other people's opinions even if they're wrong. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Uh, he did give it a five out of ten when we talked about it after we watched well, it. He raised it up one. He raised it up wow. one. So that's something he must have been thought or thought I guess. about. Uh, Despite saying the movie was forgettable. Well, the thing is, is, I assume he's seen the first movie. Yes. Well, I'll okay. get to that because I asked him on Thursday. I said, "Hey, did you see Maleficent? Have you seen it?" And uh, he said, and he took him a while, and he goes, "Oh yeah, yeah, I did." Because I was going to take him on Friday to go see it. I wasn't going to take him to see it if he hadn't seen it yet. And he was saying, he goes, yeah, I, uh, he goes, I actually forgot all about that movie. I forgot it came out. That's how good it was. Because he forgot about it, you know, was it something that he remembered. So the way he felt about the first movie, you know, transpires to how he feels about this one is because he forgot about the first one because it didn't, was nothing, there was nothing in that movie that reminded him, oh yeah, you know, this movie, this. Uh, so that's what, I, I think that's part of the review was from the first one because, you know, those were, he forgot all about it, basically. All right, well, Miles from Tomorrowland, Miles, appreciate your review. Yes, thank you. If anybody else has any other thoughts or uh, relating to the movie, relating to the things I said, uh, rebuttals, uh, even if you're wrong. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Uh, we want to hear all your opinions. Mousepire at gmail.com. All right. Our next email is from Wreck-It Rachel. And her subject line is Anastasia. Hey, guys. I went to go see Anastasia based on the 90s cartoon at the Pantages on Friday and got me thinking, is Anastasia a Disney princess? Now, since the Fox thing happened, uh, I say no. Uh, I used to yell at people and call them stupid all the time for putting Anastasia in the Disney Princess lineup. Can I still call them stupid now? Uh, Technically, yes. Uh, That was a big discussion amongst other things that came up when the uh, the Fox merger happened uh, amongst other characters uh, along with uh, the Alien Queen. uh, Clinger. Tim's favorite Clinger. Oh, yeah. Clinger. Uh, Princess Buttercup, I believe, because in that, that's Fox, I think. Uh, Princess Bride, maybe not. Uh, there was a few, uh, but yes, Anastasia was one of them that came up. Uh, that was obviously a uh, Fox animated studios film that was done in the 90s. Uh, Thumbelina is another one. Uh, interestingly enough, they haven't had the Anastasia was not announced to be on Disney. Plus. I don't know if they're going to put that on Hulu or what they're going to do that with that. Hopefully they put it on something. I mean, I have it on Blu-ray. 
Uh, it is one of my probably top five favorite non-Disney animated movies. Uh, so I'm right there with you as far as uh, my love for that movie. Uh, as far as thinking, uh, I don't think she's a Disney princess. Uh, she's just a she's a different type of uh, character. Uh, just she's fine on her own. I uh, just to finish this. Uh, she says, "I know she'll never be." in the official Disney princess lineup, but is there still an argument there? Yeah, no, definitely. There was something that was brought up and most people's consensus was, uh, no, because she's not, she's not a Disney, not from a Disney movie. She's still from a Fox movie, uh, which is fine. Like I said, uh, I still like that movie and whether it's Disney or not, I don't care. And whether she's Disney princess or not, I don't care. So, uh, We'll go. We'll just stick with no. All right. She says, "Have a good week, she's Rachel." She's a fox princess. <laughs> yes, she's a fox princess. She's a fox princess. We just started a whole new category of just fox princesses, and Klinger, the alien queen, and uh, Anastasia are on the top. There you go, or something. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for your email, Wreck-It, Rachel. I still don't know why Klinger would be a princess, just because he cross dresses. Doesn't make you a we princess. Don't judge. Doesn't make you a princess. We don't judge. We don't judge. At least he the, has wore a tiara once. <laughs> at least the alien queen is an alien queen. So Singer can be whatever he wants. Well, that's true. <laughs> hey, he fought the war for us. Well, fought <laughs> fought is a uh is a is a uh, loose loose Well, word. my dad was in uh the army during the Vietnam War and he's still a veteran, so Well, yeah. He, he no, yeah, he's a yeah, no, Klinger's still a veteran. <laughs> right. He just didn't fight anything. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next email. Our next email is from Giselle the Gazelle. Probably saw, fought chafing with those dresses on. There you go. It. There you go. Uh, her subject line is part two. Part two of uh, we don't know how many. Um, reporting live from Oogie Boogie part two. Whoa. What is up, my bros? Uh, by the way, please let us know if there was supposed to be a part one or if part one was last week's email. No, this is... Because if there was supposed to be a part one to part two, uh, we're missing it. But if part one was last week, then we're good. No, part two relates to her second time at Oogie Boogie Bash. Okay, then we're fine. We're yes. not missing anything. She says... Now, this is... She's reporting live. Oh. She literally was live when she sent this email. Okay. She says... It's just the start of the night, and I'm getting my email in before my phone dies. Got here at 3 and already rode Monsters After Dark. Monsters After Dark! Incredicoaster, and I'm in line for the Villain's Grove. Groove. Grove. Groove. Grooving. Grooving. Grooving in the Grove. Yeah. Too early to say how crowded it is, but when we showed up this afternoon, there were zero lines for security. I renewed my pass on Sunday and let just say it's a good thing I'm working more. Happy haunts, love G. So there she was uh, at the parks on, and then this was sent on. Um, oh, she's there tonight. So there literally go. live. Yes. So yeah, it was sent today at 6.56. Well, make sure you let us know how the rest of it went. Uh, let us know how the crowds were, all that. Of course, by next week uh, will be the last week of the. Uh, Oogie Boogie Bash, last week of October, last week of Halloween, and all that. And then we'll uh, say goodbye to, oh, not Hollywood. Oh, 
Good uh, song. We'll say goodbye to uh, October and uh, Halloween, and uh, it was good knowing you. And uh, see you next year. See you next year. And uh, that would be part three, right? Yes, part three is Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you for your email, Giselle the Gazelle. All right, our next email is from Dan the Millman, and his subject line is Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars. Yeah. Do I really need to say anything else? Uh, Star Wars. Of course I got tickets. Of course they are for opening night. Yes, I'll see it in IMAX after that and Dolby after that. Yes, I'll probably be on the podcast if you guys work around the, the date since Tuesday is Christmas Eve. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll for the review. We'll obviously do that. Uh, no park visit this last week. Hoping to do that this weekend. In other news, bought some Jedi robes. Whoa. A nice little set for Halloween. Now to get a better lightsaber. No, not Savvy's yet. Hoping to watch Haunted Mansion. Yeah, I know. The Legend of Sleeping Hollow this week. Also completed my collection of Haunted Mansion props since Target decided to put some on the shelf on my end cap they have. Yeah, he sent me pictures of that. And uh, still at my Target, my Target, nothing. Nothing. Same. Mine still hasn't. We haven't been over there in a little while, but yeah, still had no end cap or nothing. That's it for this week. What's your favorite Disney Halloween short or spooky season movie? Dan out. Oh, it has to be um, Skeleton Dance. Oh, uh, I mean, as far as Disney short, probably Lonesome Ghosts. Oh, yes, yes, yes. That'll uh, be the next one. I mean, uh, the Nine on Bald Mountain segment from Fantasia. Uh, as far as overall, I mean, hands down, uh, Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown. <laughs> sorry. I mean, anything Disney's got has nothing on Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown. Wasn't that on tonight? Uh, yes, actually it was. Yeah. yeah, that was on tonight on one of the cha- whatever channel that is that. Oh, ABC. Yeah, it was on ABC tonight. Uh, I mean, back in the day, uh, Halloween Town, <laughs> uh, or uh, Mister Mister Boogity. Never seen. You don't, remember, you don't remember Mister Boogity? No. It's I see it's going to be on Disney Plus. Oh. Yeah, that was uh, that and Halloween Town were two of those uh like original. Like, uh, I think they were on, like, I don't remember if they were on. They're not on World Wonderful World of Disney, maybe, or uh, it wasn't on uh, Freeform. (laughs) 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 Uh, Yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean, definitely the uh, Ichabod part of the Ichabod Mr. Toad, that. So that's pretty cool. I do like sometimes, uh, you know, non- other things I like listening to the uh on occasion the uh Orson Welles recording of War of the Worlds from Halloween night of uh whatever nineteen thirty eight I believe it was or whenever that was uh that he did. Uh also I just I recently on Audible I bought a re, re- reading of uh uh The Headless Horseman uh Ichabod and it's read by uh, Tom Meissen, the guy who played Ichabod Crane on Sleepy Hollow TV show. <laughs> oh. So. Cool. That was only a couple bucks. So I got that. Couple to, bucks. Couple bucks. I only got that to listen to for Halloween. So. Yeah. Coolness. Well, there there you go, Dan. 
Uh, thank you for your email. Hopefully, see you soon in the parks. All right. So, if you guys have any uh, favorite Halloween uh, Disney shorts or any other shorts, or if you guys were shorts, all you have to do is email us mousefire at gmail dot com. <laughs> good one. Do you have a special occasion coming up? Looking to personalize your trip with a keepsake? Create customized buttons for birthdays, engagements, family vacations, even bridal parties, or just because. Check out buttonsbydigs.com today. Buttons by Digs, Buttons by Digs. Remember, those are buttons, not pins. All right, that's going to do it for this episode of the Mouse Power Podcast. Yeah. Hey, um, the void started, right? Yes. The Avengers uh, Damage Control. Yes, that has now started, I believe, last Wednesday over there at the Void in downtown Disney. Uh, we still don't really know if it's running the Avengers one along with one of the other ones or if it's just that there. Uh, we'll have to check into that or if somebody else has been over there yet and can let us know, mousepire at gmail.com. Yeah, and don't forget uh, you have a whole bunch of Halloween treats that you can still try. I do recommend going for that uh, trick-or-treat uh, Sunday duel. Go ahead and try that out. It's pretty good. I didn't mind it. You can probably eat it all yourself. I don't know. For some reason, I, I think that the Mickey sink is smaller than it was the first time I got it. I don't know. I haven't compared it, but it looked really, really small. So I wouldn't share it if I if you didn't have to share if you don't have to share it then don't share it. <laughs> so try that out. Don't forget to have the haunted mansion wedding cake, and uh, all those uh, you have the churro getting going on, and uh, you know everything maleficent treats and apples and popcorn and all that. Yeah. Well, do we know if uh, I assume the uh, they're probably just keeping all of that stuff as well as the uh, haunted mansion. 50th treats and all that so we'll probably just all keep going until whenever halloween is over uh and then probably on the first that stuff will all be gone presumably maybe uh, yeah. who knows if they still have some of it they may keep the haunted mansion stuff going at least until christmas stuff starts i don't know i mean because we only got what like a week in between because when's christmas start on the sixth or whatever that is the eighth or something whatever the friday is the 8th, yeah, the 8th, so uh, who knows? We'll see. Uh, if you go on, I'll, I'll be going on the 1st for sure, so uh, I'll have to see if there's anything uh, anything left. And, uh, yeah, Christmas is on its way. Decorations going up. More snow in the castle. Lights and everything going up on Small World. And uh, the pumpkin's probably going to be gone by tomorrow. You never know. Pumpkin's gone tomorrow. Here comes the tree. Wow. <laughs> We don't know. No. Everything, it seems like everything's moving faster this year. Though. I don't know. They got to at least keep the, I mean, the pumpkin and stuff, uh, obviously. <laughs> I know you're making a joke, but I mean, we, I mean, obviously the pumpkin and stuff, at least that's what those, some of the big stuff we know will, will always be up at least through Halloween, just because they're, as long as they have a party, not that the party matters for Cal, uh, for Disneyland, but uh, at least you would think that the pumpkin will be all the way up, but who knows with the party over there. At DCA now, who knows? We'll be on Pumpkin Watch 2019. There you go. Other than that, I think that's it. That's going on in the parks. I got nothing. All right, just uh, see what everything's going on. Uh, if you guys haven't seen the Star Wars trailer yet, well, then you must be dead. Uh, otherwise, check out the poster. 
get your tickets if you haven't gotten them yet. What the hell's wrong with you? Uh, check out all that stuff. Go to the parks. Get some last minute Halloween food and snacks before that all goes away. Uh, check all that stuff out and uh, follow us on social media. Mousepire on Facebook at Mousepire on Twitter and the Instagram, and of course Mousepire on the Snapchat. You can follow me on Instagram at Blue Thirteen Thirteen. Also, follow Buttons by Diggs on Instagram. There you'll see your button order going out. Help support the podcast by heading over to ddpclothing.com. Uh, order some Mousepire gear or get some of your own gear special made just for you. Uh, you can also help support the podcast by going to patreon.com slash mousepire. Check out the $3 special because $3 will go a long way. Uh, you can uh, check out the podcast over on YouTube. Just search mousepire podcast. And uh, head over to radio.com, and you can listen to the podcast there as well. Hey, don't forget, you can check out what's going on with Dan while he's in the parks on Instagram by uh, following Dan's Disney Adventures. And you can also see what's up with Miles on his Instagram at Miles Around the Parks. And until next time, remember, the Skywalker saga may be coming to an end, but the friends you made along the way are forever, and so are the enemies. So for Poe, Finn, and Ray, I'm Anthony. And I'm Diggs. Bye. <laughs> this podcast is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. Audio, sound bites, and other clips are property of their copyright holders. All original stuff is ours and property of mousepire.com. Yeah. <laughs> I'm done. Okay. Snap this. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Oh. <laughs> You're a <laughs> wrong doggo. <laughs> Monsters after dark. <laughs>